Welcome to Evan Makovsky's Business Podcast. I am Evan Makovsky, and I appreciate you listening. On today's episode, it is my pleasure to welcome Nick Cerati. He is the co-founder of Thrifty Traveler. Nick, first, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Evan. It's my pleasure to have you on. Let's start with how you got started here with Thrifty Traveler. You and Jared launched the company in 2015. Can you explain the story, what Thrifty Traveler does for their clients, the public, and how you and Jared came to launch it to give birth to this? I guess at the at the highest level, what Thrifty Traveler does is, is we aim to make travel more affordable for the general public. We do that in a lot of different ways, which which I'll touch on here throughout the podcast. But to give you a little background on, on how we got started, Jared and I both got out of college in 2009, and we were actually living in a house together, both traveling quite extensively for work. And through that, got very familiar with all of the, the loyalty programs with airlines, hotels, etc., we were both amassing quite a few miles and points in all of those programs. And, you know, we were, we were traveling on trips uh, that, you know, most 22 and 23 year olds can't afford. So we, we started to get a lot of questions from family and friends about you know, how we were doing this. And Jared's girlfriend at the time, who is now his wife, you know, had the idea that, you know, you guys should start a blog or a website of some sort to get this out, out there and answer questions for people and, and just kind of have this as a resource. So, when the website launched in 2015, there really wasn't a, a business point of view per se behind it. It was more so just kind of a, an outlet, a creative outlet for us to, to talk about this wild world of points and miles. Was there a turning point, Nick, in the company's history? What allowed you and Jared to stop doing Thrifty Traveler as a side hustle and be able to turn that into a full-time gig. That's a plunge many entrepreneurs flirt with making or the people that would like to, yeah, no entrepreneurs, but are kind of don't want to leave their full-time job. So how did you know the time was right? Yeah, that's a good question. So sometime in 2016, we had built up a little bit of a traffic base in a, in a following, and most of what we were writing about at this point was points and miles and all of the travel rewards, credit cards that you could use to maximize and, and take these trips. And affiliate marketing with these credit cards is quite lucrative. There's, there's a lot of money out there that the banks are willing to pay for, for people to promote their products. And so originally, that's how we thought we were going to monetize the website. Actually, it was tomorrow is, is Thrifty Traveler's seventh birthday from the website went live uh, April 29th, 2015. Happy birthday. Um, <laughs> thank you. So it's a good one. And, and what happened, you know, as we were kind of dabbling in this world of, of cheap travel, Jared came across a flight deal from all of the U.S. gateways that Emirates, the Middle Eastern airline, flies to to the United States. And it was a round trip fare economy class but it was less than $600 round trip. And at the time that was like unheard of, you know, typically that fare is, you know, $1,500, if not more. So we posted that to the website and the traffic and the interest in that was, was so good that uh, our website actually crashed and it was down for about four days before we could actually rectify it and, and get the website back online. Once we got it online, we posted it again because the deal was still alive and our, our website went down again. So that was a clear indication that there was a lot of interest in flight deals 
and we kind of saw that as an opportunity to to maybe pivot away from the points and miles side of things a little bit and really go after this interest in in cash flight deals. And so fast forward, you know, a little bit later, it was early 2017, we launched what we call Thrifty Traveler Premium, which is a flight deal email alert service. So essentially people pay us an annual fee and every day in their inbox, we have a team of flight deal analysts that are finding and sending the best deals that are out there. And our, our members have the ability to filter those for only the airports that they actually want deals from. So for example, if you're in New York City, anytime that we find a deal from Newark, from JFK, or even LaGuardia, that deal would hit your inbox. And so that grew very quickly. And Jared was able to leave his, his full-time job as a, as a federal bank examiner, you know, once that really hit the ground running. And it wasn't too far after that that I was able to make the jump as well. And, and both of us kind of hit the ground running and, and dove in full-time. So that was, you know, really the turning point of the company. when um, we made that pivot from, from exclusively writing about points and miles and some of the strategies involved with that into this world of, of flight deals. So when you say real quick, you have flight deal analysts, what is a flight deal analyst? Is this some full-time employee? Is this somebody who's combing every website? I would assume that there's ways to search but like what what it was just you and jared co-founding it but when you say you have flight deal deal analyst is that like freelancers explain that yeah so i mean now we have a full-time team of about five people that are that are really doing this on a day-to-day basis and really you know what we say is it's a little bit art and it's a little bit science you know we have some tools that help us identify kind of exceptions in airfare pricing. You know, the air, airlines are putting this information out there. Once they file a fare and make it public, it's it's a it's public information, right? So that information is out there. Now, just because of a fare is what we would consider a good price, there's a lot of other things that go into it. Like, you know, maybe the connections are terrible. Maybe there's three or four stops. And, you know, our general rule of thumb is if it's if it's not a flight that one of our team members would be willing to take ourselves, we don't actually send that to our members. So to kind of boil that down, I guess, we do have some tools that help us. It's, it's kind of some, some custom software that we've built over the years to just help us identify the mass amounts of data that, that come in every day. But then we do have a team of people that are, are really vetting that and, and figuring out what the deal actually should be. Because that's sort of the backbone of your business is that you are providing, I mean, it's, it's fair deals, but it's, I don't know if I'm wrong, but privileged intelligence to subscribers. Is that accurate? That's absolutely correct. And so, you know, I think the the benefit and the value that our members get out of our service is we are constantly scouring all of the information that's out there and finding the best deals that actually exist. And so, you know, people that are interested in traveling, maybe they don't necessarily have a, a specific destination in mind. Um, you know, they get value of our services. They don't really have to be searching for a good deal. Um, when we find one and it's from their home airport, they're going to get that in their inbox with all of the information that they need to book it. And really we've taken the legwork out of having to find a, a good deal. So you just articulated that you, uh, why you were able to, to grow so fast here and that you're providing other than, as I said here, as far as what are you trying to solve here? For your customer base, it, it sounds like discount fares that will markedly save them airfare money. That's correct. Yeah. So we right now we charge uh, you know fifty nine ninety nine a year for our service, and generally what we tell our our members and you know part of our marketing materials is that any deal that we send 
is going to be just based off of historical data that we have essentially what we would consider a flight deal. All of those deals are going to be $250 or more off of what that fare should typically cost. So the way that we sell that and market that is even if you book one deal a year, you know, you're paying for your membership for a couple of years. I mean, oftentimes that savings can be, can be much more. Uh, for example, there was a, a business class fare that was out of Boston. Uh, this is just earlier today. It was a round trip business class fare. So life lot seats, food, champagne, all the things that come along with business class. And that ticket for two to three hours was bookable for just over a thousand dollars. Typically that flight on a round trip fare like that in business class is going to run 3000 to, to $5,000, just kind of depending on the time of year and a lot of other factors. And what we tell our members is that, you know, the hotter the deal, so something like that, the hotter the deal, the shorter it typically lasts. You know, the airlines are, are doing a lot of things and manipulating pricing often. So when you see a fare like that, we always say book now and ask questions later. The Department of Transportation, it's, a, it's actually a federal law that you have 24 hours to cancel a booking that you make like that fee-free so you can get all your money back as long as you do within the first 24 hours. So even if you're not sure if you're, if you're able to take that trip quite yet, we always recommend if you're interested in it and you can make the dates work, book it and figure out the details like that later because those deals are, are definitely not going to last and that deal was no exception. It, it did die a few, few hours after we sent it to our members. Well, we know that travel is back up, Nick, but... The last few years with the pandemic, there were points where it was markedly down. And I know they just lifted the mask mandate, which is a different issue altogether. But no, travel is up, but it's definitely been finicky to say the least. And, and there's no doubt at times during the pandemic, travel was markedly down and airlines were laying off staff. So how did that impact you guys? thrifty traveler and now that we're sort of rebounding we know we don't want to say for sure one way or the other but that we are coming out of this basically what's the impact of the pandemic on your business and now coming out of it running a travel company in the in the midst of a pandemic is was certainly an experience and you know something i, I hope we don't have to go through again it was it was quite a challenge i think Looking back at it now, we've we've become a stronger company. We've we've really improved our offering. You know, we've done a lot of things to to improve what we were doing. But yeah, 2020 was 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 really difficult. Kind of backing up now that we've we've got a full time team. You know, our our website has really come full circle. We we do you know write all about the points and miles stuff that was really the the foundation of how Thrifty Traveler started. Um, we cover a lot of other things. So that affiliate marketing on the credit card side of thing that I touched on, yep. you know, that was one of the first things to go. The the banks, just with the uncertainty and with everything going on, that was one of the first things they pulled up stakes and they basically pulled out of all those affiliate programs. So that revenue stream pretty much overnight completely went away. Selling a travel subscription for international flight deals, and we we do have domestic flight deals as well, but you know, the, the heart of of our service and, and really where you're going to find the most savings is in those international fare deals. That was a tough sell. But at the same time, we saw some of the most amazing flight deals that we had ever seen. You know, we're talking like sub $300 fares to Europe. There was a, you know, $62 fare from, from Atlanta to Santiago, Chile. You know, so some of these deals were, were just crazy and, and really, you know, airline pricing is, is simple supply and demand, uh -huh. right? And demand, demand was at an all time low and they were trying to get butts in these seats. So it's it's been interesting, but what I will say is, you know, what we're seeing lately within the last few months is travel demand is roaring back. You know, we've seen just some of the, the data that we look at, 
demand is stronger than it was in 2019 before the pandemic. The travel demand never really went away. People's just ability to do it easily and move around the world as, as you once could just made it more difficult. So we're seeing a lot of people that are, are really ready to get back out there. We've seen kind of an explosion in our subscriber base uh, of people that are interested in our offering and are, are looking to get back out into the world. Did that subscriber base, though, take a, a dip during the pandemic? And then did you have to, and of no fault of your own or your businesses, but have to build back up? Like, did you take a hit in subscribers during the pandemic just for, strictly for what you said that people stopped traveling? We did. You know, I think fortunately, because our service is an annual subscription, you know, many, most of those people were only faced with the decision of whether they not, whether or not they want to renew their account, you know, one, maybe twice if they were, you know, if they were thinking about it in 2021. But there was many times without, within 2021 that the travel forecast just looked better. And I think that definitely helped us as people were seeing a lot of these deals that were available. And they, you know, it was kind of the, the FOMO aspect of they didn't want to miss out. So we did definitely see our churn. So people turning off of our subscription service, it hit an all-time high. Along with that, our new members, we were having a hard time you know, getting new members into our service. So we pivoted, we did a lot of different things. You know, We tried to become a resource for travelers as far as what they need to know, all of the different COVID restrictions and you know the things that they needed to know if they were going to travel. And so our website really became you know, a resource for that specifically. But to answer your question, yeah, there, there was times where things looked pretty bleak, but you know we've we've come out of it pretty strong, and personally just excited to see to see where this goes. I think the, you know, the one thing left that's really still putting a damper on international travel, and and no question, still hurting the appeal of our of our subscription services is the requirement that you need a COVID test to get back to the United States. So that was something that was implemented in January 2021, and to date, that is still in effect. So regardless of, of vaccination status or anything else, you still have to pr- provide a negative COVID test within 24 hours of returning to the U.S. And there's a lot of people that that's no question deterring them from, from leaving the country. You know, I've done it many times over the last couple of years, and it's, it is an extra step. It can be kind of difficult to figure out where you need to get this test and, and all these sorts of things. So that is something that we are keeping a close eye on is I think that's really going to open the floodgates for, for our service, particularly. When that goes away. When that goes away, yes. Unfortunately, we do not know when that's going to happen at this point. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And I, I gather the, the mask mandate has no effect one way or the other on your business. You know, we haven't really seen anything. Interestingly enough, I was traveling last week, just a couple of days after the, the mandate fell. And I was in you know three different U.S. airports. And our experience was that largely travelers were, were excited to get rid of them. I'd say maybe, you know, 15 to 20% of people in the, the airports that I was in were wearing them. I did feel like that number increased a little bit as you actually got onto the airplane, but still no question less than half of travelers, but it really hasn't had an impact on our business. And I think the bigger thing is going to be that testing requirement going away is it's still just a big hurdle for a lot of people to clear as they're thinking about international travel. Where are you guys headed at Thrifty Traveler? What's next? How do Keep building your customer base. What is the secret sauce and what's next? Yeah, that's a great question. One of the biggest things that we're focusing on right now is just continuing to improve our systems. Essentially, the our email subscription service, there's a lot of stuff happening in the back end to make this all work, to get people on the correct email lists to to make sure that they get the flight deals that they want from their specific airport. So there's a lot of just web development that goes along with this. Since we launched the service in 2017, it's come a long way, but it's we're really in need of a pretty massive overhaul of just kind of the back end of things. So this year, we're really focusing on 
providing a better user experience, helping solve some of those customer pain points that we see a lot, just issues with accounts. So we are in the midst of a, of a pretty massive overhaul of our current offering. Once we have that in place, you know, I think providing a better customer experience obviously is going to appeal to more people. I would say our, our biggest source of new customers is, is referrals from our existing members. You know, somebody signs up, they love our service, they book a flight that's incredibly cheap, and they tell all their friends, and you know, that is, has always been one of the biggest source, sources of our new customer base. We're trying to just you know, provide a better experience, add more features as they make sense. One of the things that we're getting into more heavily this year is really starting to expand on the cash deal offering, and we are providing alerts for points and miles. So people that have maybe Delta Sky miles or American Express membership reward points or all of the different points and miles currencies out there. One of the hardest things with those is how to use those effectively. We have a team of people now, you know, we're really growing this segment of our premium service that are just specifically looking at award fairs is, is what we call them. And right now, to my knowledge, we are the only service that exists in our space that is providing both cash deals and points and miles deals. So really just trying to make the service more well-rounded, appeal to more people and, and see where it goes from here. Nick Cerati, co-founder, thrifty traveler, saving people out there money, and it could be substantial money. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on, Evan. I appreciate it. And that's going to wrap things up. I want to thank Nick Cerati, co-founder of Thrifty Traveler. Thank you for listening to Evan Makovsky's business podcast. I am Evan Makovsky, and we'll see you on the next episode.